X-Files is brought to you by Miller Lite, who invites you to sit back and enjoy a Miller time. Welcome to Weird Kid Video. I'm Kim Ralph Snape, and I miss video still so much I opened one in my own home. Packed with the VHS tapes of the trash cinema I grew up watching at a highly inappropriate age. Every week, I force my co-hosts, Kira Jade Oppitz and Brody McDonald, to sit through a movie for us to discuss. So come on in, have a look around, and sign up for a membership. There are no late fees, because this week we're turning the lights down low and hoping our parents don't hear the TV on after we should be asleep. This is Weird Kid TV Corner. Illegitimate business? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to fuck that up. Yeah. Illegitimate business? I mean, I have I have new business for next episode for the real podcast. I don't have any for... New business or old business? Sorry, old business. I have old business for the next episode of the real podcast, but I do, do not think that I should spoil it on this mini-sode. This is the pretend podcast. This is a, this is all, all pretend. It's, 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 it's fake. So, Brody returned to the sea. Yeah. So he's not here for this episode. No, he went on vacation. Yeah. Holiday? When it's a vacation. When? What <laughs> am I saying vacation? He went on holiday, so he's not around. So we're going to do something completely different. We're talking about TV. I love TV. I'm better at TV. You're better at TV? <laughs> what are you bad about at movies? Oh, you're not watching them. Attention span. Is that the issue? Well, it's more the commitment before the... Like, I'm fine once I'm watching the movie. It's more the... Do you want to watch a movie? Oh, it's two hours. But, you know, do you want to watch four episodes of the same TV show? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that is a complicated mental situation yeah. that you should perhaps think about. I'm working on it. And, I mean, we watched a movie last night. So I do watch movies. Yeah. And obviously I watch movies for this podcast. But I do, I do watch a lot of TV. My problem at the moment is that I find that everything that I want to show you is now for the podcast. Yeah. There's been a lot of that. There's been a lot of we can't watch that. Because it's for the podcast. So last night I was just like, fuck it, let's watch Commando. <laughs> it was a good time. It's a great time. We're going to do it on the podcast eventually, but by the time that we do it, you'll probably have forgotten it. I thought I had seen it when you initially told me the, the plot, but I think there's just a lot of movies about children being kidnapped from their Schwarzenegger's FBI, army From their fathers. hulking Austrian giants. From their hulking fathers who then will go and rescue them from whatever kind of damsel in distress situation they're in. But we're not talking about Commandos today. No, but we should because it's a good movie. We will one day. So today, yeah, we're talking about TV. I wanted to figure out a way to roll in TV for a while, but I didn't just want to copy what we do with movies. I didn't want to go scene by scene and just kind of, it doesn't, we're not a TV recap show. I don't want to do become a TV recap show. And if you're only going to do one episode of a, of a show, then it's a bit pointless. So hopefully the plan is for this to be a little looser and shorter. A tiny episode, a pocket episode. That's the plan. Your pile of notes begs to differ <laughs> that you're not going scene by scene. I can't not be prepared. <laughs> it's a more snackable version of the show. I do like snack-sized. You are snack-sized. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we also haven't figured out how we're going to work this into the rotation of the show at all. We have no idea. We're just going to do these every so often. Or how we're going to podcast as two people without a Brody, because it's kind of normally an attack on Brody, but we don't have a Brody <laughs> to attack. <laughs> we can just insult him anyway. So what we're going to do is pilots of TV shows from... No, we're going to do the seventh episode. Okay. Just coming straight <laughs> at me. Good. 
Different dynamic already. <laughs> Superb. We're gonna, I'm telling the audience, you son of a... <laughs> God damn. <laughs> telling the audience. Uh, so yeah, we're going to do pilots of shows from the same era of the movies that we are covering. We're most definitely going to do Twin Peaks. I of do... course. I mean, how can we not with the amount that we reference Twin Peaks? Yeah, and get used to it. If you want to do a Twin Peaks counter for this episode, start it now. <laughs> Uh, I definitely want to talk about the European cut of the Twin Peaks pilot because it's interesting. And like, I've not seen that one, right? No. I mean, you've seen the, the regular yeah, TV I've seen, pilot. Uh, yeah, I've seen the regular one, but I haven't seen whatever this European one is. No, the European cut has some extra material, which is, makes it very interesting. Miami Vice. You love Miami Vice. I do love me some Don Johnson and pastels. <laughs> and uh, Max Headroom. which we've, As referenced on the podcast. Yeah. MacGyver. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All those kind of shows that I was into. I don't know if we're going to do late 90s. kind of feels like it's going to be mostly 80s and early 90s. Yeah. I mean, many years from now, if this podcast is still alive, maybe we'll want to do the first episode of Felicity. Oh, yeah. I do want to talk about Felicity. <laughs> Never miss an opportunity to talk about Carrie Russell. <laughs> yes. Kean is a big Felicity fan. I've only ever seen, I think, I've seen the first season, I think. I think you've seen most of the first season. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've seen the whole first season. I think I've gotten at least close to the end of the first season. Right. So today. Yes. In Weird Kid TV Corner, the truth is out there. We're talking about the pilot episode of The X-Files. Two FBI agents assigned to the same cases for different reasons. No explainable cause of death. Do you have a theory? You believe in the existence of extraterrestrials. One a skeptic, one a believer. Both trying to answer questions that were never meant to be uncovered. I think those kids have been abducted. By who? By what? Seal this up. Nobody sees or touches this. Distinguishing features indicate subject is not human. You've got to trust me. I gotta know what they're protecting. Hold it right there. Between reality and fantasy. You've got to protect me. Terror and reason. Mulder, what are they? Trust and betrayal. The X-rays and pictures. Lie the chilling secrets. Mulder, is that you? Mulder? Of the X-Files. Agent Mulder, what are his thoughts? Agent Mulder believes we are not alone. The X-Files, a new dramatic series premiering Friday, September 10th on Fox. <laughs> okay. You never watched The X-Files? No, 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 no. Why not? I think it was just a timing thing in terms of like when it was popular versus how old I was versus what else was on at the time. It started in 1993 and it was over by 2002. It ran for nine seasons. Yeah, see, I probably would have enjoyed it in high school, but I graduated year six in 2002, so... <laughs> <Dear God. laughs> okay. And then, of course, it returned in 2016 for two mini-seasons. Yeah, it did, didn't it? I yeah. About that. When, all, when every TV show came back for that brief period of time. Did you watch it? Did you like it? No. The reason that I've never seen the revival is because I've never seen the end of the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to talk a little bit more about my... X-Files relationship, but I tapped out. I've never seen past, I think somewhere around season four or season five right? of the nine. So I've never seen the end of the show. Did you stop liking it or did you just like get distracted? I started to, the show finished in 2002. I was an adult by then. So I think I started to age out of it because I wasn't home yeah, to watch sense. it on television because it was on 
at the same time every week at a particular time. You couldn't just go and watch it whenever the fuck you wanted. Yeah, and so you were out and about doing things. So I was out and about doing things. things. And also the show, there was definitely a dip in quality. And famously they moved the production of the show from Vancouver to LA to keep David Duchovny happy because his family lived in LA. He had very young children and a relatively new wife. And it changed the vibe of the show. Was it still meant to be the same place or did the show well, the show move moves all the show moves all over the place, right? Right, yeah. The show is set all over the United States, but it was shot in Vancouver. So everything looks like Vancouver. Right. It has this very the first like four seasons, five seasons have this very rainy, cloudy, foresty atmosphere that yeah. is very inherent to the fact that it rains in Vancouver for like nine months <laughs> of the year. Yeah, fair um, enough. And then they moved it to LA and the show got real sunny. And it, so the vibe was just different. Yeah. I can see how that might affect it because it is kind of a ominous-y type feel. Yeah. So if you're in sunny California or LA, you're not really... Getting the same feeling, the yeah. same look and visual feel. And you can't make LA look like Vancouver very no. easily. No, 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 absolutely not. What did you think that The Exiles was about? What are your preconceived notions of The Exiles? Because in our experience of you watching things, you have often thought that things are very different than what they are. Uh, the thing that always comes to mind is The Matrix. Yeah, what did I think The Matrix was? I can't remember, but it was way off. Yeah. It was like insane. You were just insanely off on what you thought The Matrix was before you watched The Matrix. Yeah, it was. I think I kind of thought it was more like what John Wick is. Right. But with, you know, cool cloaks and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of what I thought Matrix was. Okay. Well, anyway, we're not here to, to talk about Matrix. No, <laughs> yeah, to answer so. you, well, I just wanted the audience to know what I, what I had thought because they might be interested. Yeah, so X-Files I thought was about Hank Moody and his friend who are police officers. Because <laughs> David Duchovny is, is, is always Hank Moody. Yeah, that, that, that him and, and the other one. Um, what's his name? Scully. Police officers that fight aliens and other supernatural monsters. I mean, that's not really that far off. It's not that far off, but I thought that there were actual aliens that were there. And you could <laughs> you stab was... with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What the <laughs> Bad podcast. You thought there was actually, you thought there was just going to be, they're going to walk in a room, there's like three aliens, and, and Fox Mulder just stabs one of them with a fork. <laughs> That's what you think the X-Files is? No, that's just how that sentence ended up forming. Uh, (laughs) I just thought that they were like, because it seems like what it's actually about is a little bit more the unexplained and they don't necessarily get a full answer, right? So it's confusing and and it's a mystery and stuff. I thought it was a little bit more straight ahead where they might, think it might be something extraterrestrial and then, you know, they actually see a spaceship. Yeah, And, like, I thought it was more that. And I didn't know that they weren't supposed to be doing it. I thought it was, like, more like an alternate universe where there are just aliens and these guys are the ones that fight them. Kind of like Ghostbusters. Yeah, right. So you thought it was just more kind of, like, overt. Yeah. Like, aliens are just out there. Yeah. And people, some people already know about them and you didn't think it was, like, as kind of serious? Yeah. You thought it was a more, like... Did you think it was jokier? I think because Tank Moody. Right. I thought it was... David Duchovny. David Duchovny. I thought that, yeah, I think I thought that it had more of a vibe of like a... um, What's that show with the fireman? Rescue Me? Yeah. That's also a pretty serious show. Yeah, but you know how like they're more kind of like 
jokey with each other. And There is like Wacky Mulder. Wacky Mulder does appear through the run of the show. Right. Like where he's a little sillier. Okay. And it's good It's good fun. Like I always like it when Wacky Mulder shows up. Yeah. Where the Mulder that is kind of like that knows that what he's saying is like half bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that does I occur. wonder whether, do you remember what the ads for the show were like? Because I'm wondering whether maybe the ads were a bit more overt and maybe that's why I thought the well, show was. in the timeline of the of the podcast, I will have already played the first promo for X-Files oh, right, as yes, audio. Fair. I've actually been watching them over the past couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, and I, they it's the it's the new thriller. It's the new it's a mystery you won't believe. Right. Right. Very much the mystery is right. what is what it was sold on and and the X, uh, what the X-Files were. So I'll talk a little bit about my backstory with the X-Files is that I watched it from the very beginning. Right. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching the very first episode in the dark of my bedroom with the window open. And a warm breeze coming through the window and being creeped the fuck out. <laughs> Actually kind of surprised you didn't watch it with your mum. Wasn't really her thing. Right. Because no. she likes like murder mystery type stuff. So yeah, but maybe this she'd be. Aliens and stuff. Oh, just, okay. just, she doesn't do science no. fiction. No. I was into UFOs. Okay. You I don't know if we've ever UFOs? talked about it. Yeah, when I was a kid. Absolutely. Oh my god, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we've not discussed this. <laughs> no, it's good. See, sometimes I just save, save stuff for a podcast. I, I think it might happen one day <laughs> in our lives. Yeah. Um. And UFO stuff was like huge in this era. It's pre-internet, or at least pre most people having access to the internet. UFO information is scarce. Yeah. It makes it more kind of interesting. I remember that there was these collectible magazines that came out with the newspaper that were about UFOs. Okay. Like, uh, you know, get the first issue in the Sydney Morning Herald or whatever, and then you can buy each one at a uh, news agency every month for like, you know, six bucks or whatever. (laughs) And there were photos in that of the Roswell, New Mexico crash (laughs) that I kept. Oh, no. Yeah. Of the the crash site and the debris. And you believe it's a UFO? Yeah, I did. And then um, a few years after the X-Files, there was even this TV event called... (laughs) Alien Autopsy Fact or Fiction. Oh, no. (laughs) Hosted by Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek. So did they just find animals and say that they were aliens? There was this shadowy black and white footage they showed throughout the entire episode of an alien being autopsied in like black and black and white, like like literally like an alien, classic alien with the with the head and being cut open. And, but it's all grainy footage and, and they presented it like it was real footage. But of course, it's all just event television. It's all just designed to make you watch that show. Oh, no. Um, so what did they talk about? Did they talk about this autopsy? They or? talk about, yeah, the show like, the you know, this we've never seen this shocking footage before. And, and is it real or is it not? And then they interviewed experts and they talked about the Roswell crash. And so it was positioned like it was footage of alien autopsy from the Roswell crash in the, in the 40s. Right. Yeah. Did we ever find out what the Roswell crash actually was? It's just a weather balloon. Oh, just okay. A, it's, just a, it's literally just a weather balloon. <laughs> That's boring. Yeah. And because I was a kid, I, I believed all of it. Yeah, of course. Did you believe that the government was covering it up? Yeah, I believed in a, there was aliens at Area 51. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm super into it. The other people that were really into it and really into the X-Files were my cousins. Yeah, because didn't you give one of them a book with David Duchovny's face in it? <laughs> yeah. My older cousin, Carly, who I mentioned, I've mentioned i mentioned before on the podcast, uh, was into it. and then But more into it was my younger cousin, Stevie, who named her first child Fox. 
Oh, that's why his name's Fox. After Fox Mulder. I just thought it was a cool name. And we would <laughs> we would talk about, I remember being a little kid with her talking about the show, like hanging out with her and talking about the, how much we loved the show and how the show was based on real cases. Did you know? Yeah, that's so what the it says at the beginning. <laughs> the show based on real cases, which, yeah, it's all bullshit, but, but I was like 11. X-Files is kind of the first TV show that I remember other than Twin Peaks, which I was, was too young to watch when it first aired, but I knew of Twin Peaks. But it was the first show that I took part in that was a pop cultural milestone. Like it was massive. It was huge. It was a, a ridiculous hit and it was everywhere. I had trading cards, X-Files trading cards. <laughs> Stevie and I both got the show on VHS for like Christmases and birthdays. You get like a volume. Volume one had like the pilot episode and then the second episode. Yeah. And then so there was like two episodes on it. On yeah, on we a had Dawson's Creek ones with those. I had a I Want to Believe poster on my wall bedroom wall <laughs> as a teenager. And there was an album called uh, Songs in the Key of X, music inspired and by, and, and from the X-Files. <laughs> like Foo Fighters did a cover of like a, um, I think Foo Fighters did a, car- a cover of a Gary Newman song. It was amazing. It was, it was the biggest show on television in 1993. Right. Like I knew that it was popular, but I thought it was popular the way, you know, like Law and Order and all the other cop shows are popular. Uh, people watch them it's, i didn't know that it was like a cultural phenomenon it absolutely was from right. from my perspective as an 11 year old it was <laughs> it was huge it kind of sits in an interesting space television had mostly been very little continuity sometimes kind of like emotional continuity between relationships but very little story continuity very much monster of the week or show or problem of the problem of the week and then at the end of the episode it's the sitcom thing at the end of the episode everything goes back to the way it was was before right that was most television twin peaks of course changed that by presenting a mystery a serialized story over the course of over the course of its two seasons it's only x-files only a couple of years later and it sits in the space where it is a show that has a serialized mythology but it is also a show that is the bulk of it is monster of the week problem yeah. problem. If you of the miss week. one episode, you're probably not that going to be as that long confused. as you because because if you catch up next week or the week or the week after, mm, it might be a mythology episode, and then you're you're still in the loop for the mythology because the mythology didn't change during the course of the previous three ep- three episodes. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of interesting in that way. The show was created by Chris Carter, who started at Disney in the 1980s. He wrote one of my favorite episodes of the Disney Sunday movie Okay. when I was a kid called The Brat Patrol. On the next Disney Sunday movie. The Brat Patrol. Take you from under attack. Brat Patrol. We've been pushed around all our lives. Brat Patrol is loose and they're coming by land, by sea, and in the air. We got trouble. Get rid of them. But no one, even Brian Keith or the U.S. Marines can stop them. They're out to save America. Should be a siege. Look out for the Brat Patrol. For truth, justice, and all those nice great chicks are going to fall all over us. Never heard of it. Yeah, which I thought this is gonna. This is kind of Distraction City because I found out a piece. It's one of those things where I was like doing some research and something triggered a piece of information in me. So we're gonna do a Distraction City. Oh, good. I thought it was about a gang of army kids who team up with the owner of an abandoned amusement park, played by Mickey Rooney, to come up with a plan to save their dog. 
Like that's your memory of the show? That's my memory of the, of the movie, television movie, The Brat Patrol. So right. as it turns out, that's the plot or I jammed the plot of Brat Patrol with the plot of a completely different Disney movie okay. <laughs> called Little Spies. So in my brain, I just melded these two movies together and thought The Brat Patrol was the one with the abandoned amusement park where they save a dog. But it's not the one with the abandoned amusement park where they, <laughs> sa- where they save a dog. So what happens in Brat Patrol? Brat Patrol doesn't have Mickey Rooney. It does have army kids on covering a plot on a base to steal military equipment. I also found out that in that movie is Jack Death. Hey! Tim Thomason is in that, is in that movie. <laughs> Forever, I thought that they would, they would it was the same thing. Turns out they're two completely different, completely different things. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's where he got his start. He goes to start at Disney. X-Files is his first show as a showrunner. He was inspired to make the X-Files like, by shows like Twilight Zone. Yes, Twin Peaks. Yep, for those For those keeping count. And Kolchak the Night Stalker, which you have seen. I have? Yeah. I knew that the show was inspired by Kolchak the Night Stalker for a really long time, but being the 90s, there was nowhere to watch it. And then I had kind of forgotten about that piece of information for a very long time until last year, we watched the pilot TV movie of Kolchak. It was a blast. It's about a newspaper reporter in Vegas that discovers a serial killer haunting the Vegas Strip is actually a vampire. Oh, that does sound familiar. Yeah, that was one of the inspirations, right? So what happened was they made two TV movies of Kolchak and then there was a one season of a TV show. In that, he like fights a werewolf one week and then there's witches the next week. Yeah. It had a lot of um, kind of tales from the crypt, tales of the dark side. Yeah, supernatural monster of the week stuff, which is very much the inspiration for, for this TV show. He wanted to make a version of that show that was much more terrifying. He wanted to make the actual scary version of that show as opposed to, you know, a guy in a rubber wolf suit. So is X-Files scary? As a kid, it's, it creeped me out. Right. I remember there's, epi- there's episodes coming like further into this season, legendary, like Squeeze and Tombs, which are creeped the fuck out of me as a kid. Okay. Yeah, like turn the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> like turn okay. the lights on and close the bedroom window. Okay. Go walk around the, the, the house into the lounge room just to... Make sure everything's okay. Make sure that you're safe. <laughs> you weren't creeped out by the first episode? I mean, there were moments that I was worried for them, but like mostly, no, it wasn't no. scary. As we've already talked about, starring David Duchovny as Fox Mulder. Yeah, Hank Moody. Yes, Hank Moody from Californication, which is <laughs> where you mostly know him from. I yes. knew him from, from X-Files. He also starred in a movie called California with Brad Pitt that you've seen, mm-hmm. which was the same year as this. You go, hmm, you don't remember that no, movie? No, 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 Okay. <laughs> David Duchovny and his girlfriend go on a cross-country trip visiting places where murders happened. Oh, yeah. They yep, pick yep, up yep, hitchhikers. Yep, the yep, hitchhikers yep, are Brad. Yep, yeah, got it. You got yep. it? I liked that movie. That's yep. a good movie. Yeah. It's an early Brad Pitt as well. His first TV role was as a narrator on The Red Shoe Diaries. The Red Shoe Diaries. A softcore erotica anthology show. Oh, no. <laughs> on Showtime. And as a trans DEA agent in Twin Peaks. What? He's in late Twin Peaks. I don't think that you've made it that far. So we... I have not made it that far. So we've made it basically almost halfway through season two of Twin Peaks and you never got to the end of season two, which of course notoriously ends on a cliffhanger that it then took many, many years (laughs) for there to be a resolution to. Um, But yeah, he shows up late in Twin Peaks as a trans DEA agent named Denise. I think we need to finish Twin Peaks. I've been fucking telling you that for years. (laughs) Years I've been telling you that. Well, you told me David Duchovny wasn't on the way, then I might have been more interested. <laughs> yeah. And Gillian Anderson as Dana Scully, 
her life's really kind of interesting. She spent a lot as a kid. She moved around a lot. She spent time in like Puerto Rico, and then grew. Actually, even though she was born in the United States, she grew up in England, and so she has dual accents okay. that she switches depending <laughs> on who she's talking to and where she is in the world. <laughs> cool. And they're both her natural accent. Right. It's not like really put on. She just naturally falls into I'm sure she can put it on she's an actor but yeah so she had an interesting life she was like a punk kid okay there are amazing photos of her with like purple hair in the 80s (laughs) it's kind of incredible she's of course gone on to be Stella Gibson in The Fall oh right yeah remember The Fall yeah and this show was her big break she's done some little bits some bits and pieces she was in one episode of some TV show that got her attention that got her this show and obviously changed changed her career and she works Still, she works fairly consistently. She doesn't work in a lot of stuff that we have seen other than The, the Fall. She was in the Hannibal TV show. Okay. The Hannibal Lecter t- yeah. TV show, which I watched the first season of and I was like, it's good, but I could also just go and watch Manhunter. Yeah, Manhunter's great. With the pro- with the uh, correct Hannibal Lecter. You know? Yeah. Yeah, find me. <laughs> I mean, you won't find me. The internet no, will. I agree with you. The pilot episode of The X-Files, which we watched, is directed by Robert Mandel, who... That name sounds familiar. Doesn't have a ton of, actually shouldn't, because he doesn't have a ton of credits. Hmm, maybe he just sounds like someone else. He directed some TV, some movies, nothing really of note, except for FX, starring Brian Brown. Oh, well, that's where Brandon. I know his name from then, isn't it? You <laughs> just totally swerved on me. Yep. Try to make me think that I don't recognize something that I do recognize. Do you think? I know that movie. I love that movie. That's a great time. It is. We're not going to break down every scene. No. The way that we normally do. But we're just going to kind of loosely talk kind of talk through the episode. And yeah, the, the episode starts with the following story is inspired by actual documented <laughs> accounts. Yeah, my first note is it's not really actual documented accounts, is it? <laughs> when I was a child, I, we thought there was real X-Files. Yeah, I thought because obviously I hadn't seen the episode yet when I read that, I thought maybe it was based on real cases that hadn't been solved and they've then put... What if this was yeah. the solution to well, that? They, they do take inspiration from like myths and legends. Like there's an episode in season one called the uh, Jersey Devil, which is based on like a urban folklore. Yeah. So they do take inspiration for things from from stuff, but it's not based on, they didn't get their hands on some case files. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same way that law and order is based on real cases. Yeah. Like they would take things and then- Change adapt them, them yeah. for television to tell the, the basically the same story. Yeah. No iconic title sequence and theme song. Yeah, I assume there is one. Yeah. Do you not know it? I probably would if I heard it, which I guess we'll edit into it here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did you enjoy that? I mean, yeah, I recognise that. Wow. <laughs> Just starts with a fairly simple simple title. Doesn't have the 
one of the things about the show was that how iconic and spooky the theme song was. Yeah. And I guess that happens with pilots that they haven't got that yet. Well, yeah, because they don't know if there's actually going to be a show or not. Yeah. Um, it's made in isolation. And, you know, that's why sometimes they change cast and between there being a pilot and there being a TV show. Yeah. I suppose sometimes they then go on and make a bunch of other episodes and then they just stick the title sequence that they made later onto that first episode. Which they, I guess they've never done with the pilot. Yeah. So you'll have to wait to, for episode two for that. The first thing that struck me was, oh my God, it's nice to watch a TV show that's shot on film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just fair. such a good looking show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it kind of blows me out how nice the light and like gorgeous the lighting is and textured everything is and it just makes me miss when television was shot on shot on film yeah and not three minutes into the episode we already meet somebody very important that you have no idea is very important but we meet the cigarette smoking man which is his smoking man which is his his official credit i don't even remember the cigarette smoking man you see him a few times through the episode so he's the guy that's not. Is he ta- the one that puts the thing away at the end? Yeah, yeah. So that's the cigarette smoking man. Right. Because when the show basically opens with Dana Scully being brought into an office and being told that she's being assigned to the X Files yep. to babysit Fox Mulder and report on him. <laughs> basically, to prove, that what, he's doing to prove that what he's doing is bullshit. Am I to understand that you want me to debunk the X Files project, sir? And there is a man in the room that is smoking, and that is the cigarette smoking man. And he will be a feature through the entire fucking run of the show. Do we ever find out his name? Yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, Spooky Mulder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was his nickname at university or something, wasn't it? Yeah. And so he's basically like a behavioral psychologist. Like he should be in the the BSU. Yeah, that's what that... It's kind of how they sold it. Yeah, he caught us. He was like super good at being a behavioral analyst, a profiler. profiler Yeah, and he caught a serial killer. And so, because of that, he gets to do whatever he wants. I don't think that's how the FBI works. He also has some juice with a congressman. We find out later. Yeah, so he has some political cover. That um, so basically, there's somebody protecting him. Think that we find out who that is later, but I don't remember. My memory of the show is, you know, like I'm I'm an old man now, so it's just everything is Swiss cheese. It is a show that I have attempted to rewatch a few times, but I've never made it past like four or five episodes in before I got distracted by something else, as, yeah. is, my, as is my way. But I had such a good time watching this. That you might try again? Yeah, especially because, so we didn't watch this on VHS. No. I don't own the pilot episode on VHS. I did at one point. I have no idea where that tape, where that tape ended up, I guess it just got thrown away at some point. Yeah, disappeared into the into the mists of time. But so we did watch this in HD on Disney Plus, um, because that's where it is. Because of course they own the Fox Library. Yeah, we cheated on our podcast. Their first case is in Oregon, investigating a woman's death, and she's the four, fourth member of the same graduating class that has died. Mulder has some photos of the crime scene, and there is some weird puncher marks on her. And then he explains to Scully that there's been lots of cases where the people have these weird punch marks and it might be connected to Aliens. alien abductions. Yeah. And Duchovny is instantly having a good time. Yeah. He's just chewing scenery the entire time. I love him in the car on the way there. He's just like chewing on sunflower seeds. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Even just his intro in his office where he's kind of just, he knows why she's there and he's not going to pretend like he doesn't and like, calls her on you're here to report back on me anyway 
and stuff. It's kind of it's a good intro to what that dynamic's going to be or how it's going to start anyway. Yeah, I think the dynamic. I assume is- at some point she becomes on board and is on his side about. You think all of you don't this. think she's skeptical for like all? No, I think. Uh, after probably like the second or third case, she would be like, "Well, yeah, obviously there is extra pressure." What actually kind of blew me out? So they, yeah, they travel to, to Oregon. There is this cool moment where the radio goes nuts, and then Mulder puts an X on the road in in red spray paint that'll come back comes back later. Yeah, which I've always really kind of like, like that moment. Like he's just you know marking things because he's like, "Some shit's going to go down. I know that this is going to pay off." Yeah. Once they kind of get to small town Oregon, the locals aren't particularly friendly with them. Uh, instantly there's this doctor that doesn't want them to exhume a body and they get some kind of pushback from a local de- from a local detective and so they, there's clearly some instantly kind of something go- going on to deepen the, to deepen the mystery when they exhume the body it's an alien no it's a monkey yeah it's an alien monkey body it's an alien monkey what did you think was going on I like thought it was an alien th- <laughs> <laughs> just like it's an I alien. thought it was an alien and they'd been switched right so why would they bury an alien I don't know because they needed to bury an alien and maybe the person who died was on the alien ship and we would go to that alien ship and rescue the people. You just thought they were just going <laughs> you just thought they were going to get fucking beamed up in the first episode <laughs> and the aliens are going to be like ew. <laughs> kind of. It's <laughs> not what the show is. I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> they go end up in the woods at night. <laughs> they go into yeah okay. You're just yep. imagining the version of the show that lived in my head. Yeah, you have to kind of imagine. You kind of have to kind of imagine like at this point what Scully is kind of thinking because instantly she finds something that is not kind of human. Yeah, but obviously she's still skeptical. It's just then you know why is there a monkey in this box? <laughs> why is there a monkey on this box? I mean, both situations would be weird. If it's an alien, it's we- it's weird supernatural. If it's a monkey, it's weird zoology. They go out into the woods at night. You should never go out into the woods at night. No, you should always go out into the woods at night. Stay out of the forest. That's how you find... You work quite the other <laughs> podcast now. Yeah. No. That's how, yeah. You, that's how you find rifts to other dimensions. It is, but it's also how you get killed by serial killers and other things that are bad and live in the forest. Like deer. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie's not here. I know, but it doesn't mean they get to pick on me. <laughs> Just because I got scared of a deer one time. We think it was a deer. I told you it was some type of cannibal deer. I didn't believe you. I just didn't like hearing the noises in the bush. Anyway, uh, they go into the woods and Scully finds some weird ash on the ground, which I think is meant to be like the alien ship burnt the ground. Oh, yeah. I mean, but then the forest isn't really burnt down. And on the way back, there's a weird flashing light. And they lose time. Nine minutes. They lose nine minutes and Mulder is so excited. Oh, I know. He got beamed up. Because when he gets out of the car, they're on that red spot. Yeah. They got to be beamed up. <laughs> you think they were beamed up? Yeah. Well, at the time I did. And they'd just forgotten. You think that in the first episode of The Exiles, they just get abducted by aliens? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the way they did the transition, they had those like still frame shots of them in the car. Yeah. And that would be when time stopped. And they went up and then they got put back. And then they think nothing's happened, but then they check their watches and they lost nine minutes. It's because they got beamed up. Okay. I mean, that's kind of what Fox thinks too. What he says is that that there have been other occurrences where people have lost time because they think they were... Because they think think they they were were abducted. abducted. Yeah. We lost nine minutes. (laughs) 
I looked at my watch just before the flash, and it was 9.03. It just turned 9.13. Look! Look! Oh, yes! Abductees. People that have made UFO sightings. They've reported unexplained time loss. Come on! Gone! Just like that. You're saying that, that time disappeared. Time can't just disappear. It's, it's a universal invariant. Not in this zip code. I like that in the car before that, right, like right before the flashing happens, Scully is talking about how it might be a cult. It yeah. might be some type of ritual. Yeah. So they almost like go into like satanic panic. Yeah, that's what I thought. That was my other kind of theory of where this was going was that it was going to be Mulder thinks it's aliens, but it's actually, but here's the logical. It's actually Satanists. It's actually Satanists in this case or whatever, like that it would be the, he always thinks it's aliens, but it always turns out not to be aliens until one time it does end up being aliens. <laughs> Scully would be the one going, see, I told you, it's not an alien, is it? It's just people worshipping Satan. And then one day there's, there's definitely an alien. aliens and it's like, haha, see, yeah. told you. Back at the hotel later, Scully is undressing, which is a little gratuitous <laughs> for TV in 1993. She panics and runs to Walter's hotel room and gets him to check her out because she thinks that she might have puncher marks just like everybody else. The thing is, they look exactly the they same. They do. As, They're exactly the, the same. same. The, the only difference is that she's got three. Three of them. So he, the, uh, Mulder's like, no, 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 they're mosquito bites. It's fine. <laughs> but what it does do is it kind of forces them into the same room together at night. And then they kind of... What's interesting is is how close they get, how quickly they get kind of close with each other. Like it's the pilot episode and they're already like hanging out in their like pajamas with each other in a hotel room. I take it this turns into some sort of a love story with those two? They will, they won't, they? For years. Oh, no. <laughs> Forever. Does it ever pay off? I'm not going to tell you oh, okay. in case you decide to watch it. And in the kind of intimacy, we get Mulder's origin story, which is that his sister was abducted and that through hypnosis and the accessing of repressed memories, he remembers her being abducted by aliens. So are we going to find his sister at some point? Uh, what I will say is that I was impressed by how many threads are set up in this episode. So that's a yes. In a pilot that are picked up later. So, yeah, we do get to deal with that later then. <laughs> Maybe. And their chemistry is great. Like, they're yeah. clearly really good together. That's just good, ca- I think, good casting. I mean, over the years, they became very, very good friends. They're very, they're very, very close. You would with that many seasons of a show, I suppose. Yeah. They're not in all of it. Oh, really? Yeah, they both kind of leave. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the show goes on kind of past them. Right. The show but they went come on, back for the, the reboot Yeah, thing. and the two movies. Yeah. There's also two movies. So Why, do they both leave or is it like it's still Fox but it's a different person or it's still Scully? No, he, he's written off the show I think at the end of season seven and I think that she's in a lot less episodes from After then on that? forwards. But I think she's still in the show. I don't think she ever left the show completely but I think right. she was in less episodes. Um, there are two new characters that get introduced. Okay. And we follow them. And it's not as good. I've never seen an episode with the two okay. new characters. And then there's also, there's two movies. There's a movie that was made during the run of the initial run of the show. And then there's a movie that was run after the TV show ended. But still has the cover. But, but has both of them in it. Right. So how many seasons did it last with the like new people? More. The other thing that I noticed throughout the kind of run of this episode is the entire episode is 80 yard. 
Yeah, I did notice did that. You? Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole, there's no live dialogue of any kind. Yeah. It makes sense when they're in the, the first scene where I noticed it was when he's doing the slideshow, showing her everything, which yeah. makes sense because those projectors are noisy. And therefore, yeah. you would have to re-record the sound. But as the episode went on, I realized that basically, yeah, the whole show has been ADR. <laughs> I wonder whether that's like that all the way through or whether it was just production issues for the pilot. For the pilot episode, yeah. They end up losing all the evidence. Yeah, their house gets burnt down. Well, no, there's a break. There's a break-in at the lab first. Oh, yeah. And then their house, <laughs> their motel their room. Their motel room. So somebody breaks into a lab and steals the corpse that they exhumed, the monkey corpse that they exhumed. And then, yeah, the hotel is burnt down with Scully's laptop in it. And they and go so and they, see where the other bodies are in the graveyard and someone's taken them to. Yeah, so there's all kinds of, like, sh- obviously some shenanigans going on. And they end up, they also at one point go and visit two people that are in a hospital, two of the teenagers that are in a hospital, one of them Billy and then and Peggy. Mm-hmm. And Billy is in kind of a coma and Peggy can't Peggy can't walk, so there's all this stuff. They were in a car accident yeah. that, that, that made that happen. And then they end up talking to... But Peggy has the spots on her back. Yeah, Peggy has spots on her back. Talking to Teresa, who is the daughter of the local doctor that, that yelled at them in like the, fir- well, the first scene where they were at the, gra- at the graveyard. They find out that all of these kids just woke up in the woods with these with these marks and the parents are clearly all lying to kind of cover everything up but it never really becomes clear why they're lying i think maybe yeah i kind of thought that at that point when she was talking to them i thought maybe the parents were in on it and they were it it, it's kind of very um nowhere in elm street yeah like the parents are the parents are done covering up or covering up for somebody yeah and i mean they are but and then Mulder kind of has this like snap kind of revelation that the killer is Billy, who's the kid in the coma. I think I know who did it. I think I know who killed Karen Swenson. Who? The detective? The detective's son. Billy Miles. The boy in the hospital. The vegetable. I don't know why he figures that out. Oh, I guess they need to move the plot along, I guess. I figured that he was going to have something. He was either going to have something that was going to be helpful to figuring it out or he was going mm. to be somehow involved just because of the whole waking coma thing. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a weird kind of connect for the company. Yeah, and then they go and see Billy and he's got dirt on his feet. Yeah. Well, it's the same, and it's the same dirt that, that Scully collected as a sample. Yeah. And that something is summoning the kids into the woods. And Scully, like, starts buying in. She's, yeah. like, excited. She's kind of into it. She's meant to be the skeptic, but she kind of starts believing pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, at that point she's like she's pretty on onto it. It's he has to convince her to be more pragmatic about it and go they were going to go to the woods to get more dirt to test it cuz she was ready to just go, "Yeah, that's it." And he's the one that actually goes. Yeah. But you have to write it in the report. Yeah, you have to actually put it in front of the FBI. You have to tell the FBI you think it's aliens. Yeah. Which so, does kind of change her mind a little bit. Yeah, so then she agrees that they need to maybe Tested against the dirt that's yeah. in the forest. And so they end up, we kind of get towards the end of the episode where they, they end up going into the woods again and find Billy. Uh, well, Billy is holding Teresa up to the sky. There's a bright light. And when the bright light disappears, Billy's back and his puncher marks are gone. Billy is being interrogated at FBI headquarters back in Washington, D.C. And he explains that the kids had gone out to party in the woods for graduation and then they all saw the bright light. The thing in the bright light took them to the testing place. 
and put something in their nose. Put something in their head so that they could give them so that they could give him orders to gather everyone. But the test didn't work, so they wanted everything destroyed. And so they were giving orders to Billy to bring the other kids to the woods. And, and all the kids got killed. the things in the nose, didn't they? Because the 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 body that they the body they had found it. had one as well, yeah. And that the whatever that was being tested, they were they were leaving, and they decided not to kill Billy and Teresa. I guess not. Yeah, it's a little conf- the end of the episode's a little confusing. Yeah, it does. But it is a mystery. It's supposed to be. Confusing. We're never going to get come back to that, so let's not stress about it. <laughs> and Mulder and Scully are watching through a two way min- window, as well as the cigarette smoking man. Oh. who whispers to one of the bosses, and we don't find out what it is, but in the next scene, the suits are pissed off with Scully. Because she was supposed to prove that what he was doing was bullshit. bullshit and but, her and thing is like, yes, he's right, there's aliens. Well, no, actually, her report is inconclusive. Right. Her report is that I can neither I can neither confirm nor deny Mulder's theory in this case because all the evidence was destroyed. Except for the mind control metal device that she had kept in her pocket when the hotel was burnt. So do you think the hotel was burnt by the cigarette smoking man and the corruption that's no, happening I think there? It's the, it's or the, the, the locals? The locals. Cigarette mo- smoking man is big pit is big pit. He's not going to Oregon. He's right. just big picture. And then that night Mulder calls Scully and tells her that the FBI buried the case. All the case files have gone missing. That's what the cigarette man was telling, smoking man was telling the boss is like bury the case, just right. get rid of everything. And the episode ends with the cigarette smoking man placing the mind control device in a case at the Pentagon with five others, uh, just like it, in an annex of the warehouse from the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> that is somehow in the bottom of the Pentagon. So it turns out that the show is not about Hank Moody fighting aliens. It's no, if you want to watch that movie, if you want to watch that, we need to watch the movie Evolution. Okay, so this is actually a show about the supernatural and police corruption. I mean, FBI is kind of police corruption. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of government cover-ups. There's a lot of conspiracy theory in the X-Files. Yeah. I mean, the whole show is kind of based on conspiracy theories. Later on, there's these great characters called the Lone Gunmen. Okay. Who are like these conspiracy theory crackpots that help Mulder occasionally. Because they believe him about the aliens. Yeah. So the question. So is it usually alien type situations, or it is it all any, sorts it, of? It's all sorts of stuff. It's like ghosts. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. A- anything kind of supernatural. Anything kind of occult. Right. Anything monstery. Right, but supernatural in a more grounded sense than like you know they're not going to come across vampires. They're going to come across vampires. <laughs> Not like kids who think they're vampires, actual vampires. But a different, yeah. Like coming out of the graves, no. vampires, buffy vampires. No, like a more scientific explanation for that. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so they come at things with they come at things with a from a place of mostly at least for the first few seasons. As it goes on, there is some sillier stuff. But they come at things from a place of like scientific reason, like. If this thing really existed, what would be the actual explanation for this thing? There are myths and legends around some some stuff, and we will take those into account because often they have pieces of truth in them, right? But what is the real sto- what is the real story? Right, is okay. kind of the, is kind of the vibe. So the question is, would you watch more X Files? Yeah, I would. I think that I think that I would need to commit to it to get into it enough to not then like you get distracted by something else. Yeah. Just because because it's a 90s show that's not cohesive story because it's that episode of the week thing. Mm. Those shows are always easier to fall out of. Yeah. 
So I think I would need to get to a couple of these mythology episodes that you talked about mm. to then be hooked, I think. But obviously, like, I love David Duchovny and I and I like a good mystery. And so, yeah, I think I, I, think I would. I'm more interested in it now that it's not them fighting aliens <laughs> and well, going to spaceships. Well, so stuff. here's what's kind of interesting, right, is I really enjoyed watching the pilot because I was like, oh, yeah, this show's great. This show's really fun. I don't actually think the pilot is re- is fantastic, and I actually don't think it's it's kind of mid tier for what for for the show. Like it's it's an okay, it's a pretty good okay episode, and I guess it serves fine as a first mystery. But the second episode is kind of almost like what should have been the pilot, okay? Because it's the first actual episode of the show, right? It's like okay, well, it's going to be a series now. So in the second episode, which I watched straight away, I like literally. It's Disney Plus, right? So it said, no, oh, next episode starting in. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> so I watched the second episode as well. The second episode is literally them investigating UFOs sightings. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So they go to they go to another place where there's an airbase where an airman has gone missing for like six months or whatever. And they investigate the strange lights that have been seen over the uh, this Air Force base. Everyone has new hair. <laughs> like instantly. <laughs> Because uh, they obviously yeah. So company's hair is kind of floppy in the first episode, and in the second episode, it's a little bit more pomp up, more pompadour. Uh, Scully's hair's got a lot more volume, volume to it. Second is episode, he ever wrong? Is there ever a, a one where he thinks it's going to be like aliens and stuff, and then it turns out to just be a regular dude? I think so. Yes, Seth Green is in the second episode. I love Seth Green playing a stoner. Of course. Yep. Why does he always do that? Yeah, considering that he has admitted that he has never done any drugs of any kind. That's and he crazy. Barely, and he barely drinks. Yeah, but he plays, he a, st- plays a stoner. Just all the time. Yeah. Apparently him and Duchovny had a good time okay. hanging out together, goofing around. Well, that's episode. fantastic. Yeah. But spoilers, the second episode literally climaxes with <laughs> Duchovny standing underneath a UFO. Okay. Like, they don't fuck around in the second episode. So there is a little bit of that, like, it's, overt stuff. Yeah. It's not a... It might not be a space alien UFO. It might be a military vehicle built off alien technology. Okay. <laughs> right? But they don't fuck around in the second episode. The second episode is like, yeah, fucking UFOs. Do we ever meet an alien? I'm not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil that for you. Mm-hmm. You have to watch the show. Do you want to watch the show? Yeah, but... I also want to know if there's going to be an alien. <laughs> why? Because <laughs> I'm curious. Because also if there is, then that might also explain why I thought that they were aliens because maybe I saw that or something. Like maybe they spoiled it in a promo or... Yes, aliens exist in the in the alien TV show. But do we see them? We encounter beings that are not from this world. Ooh. Yeah, I'd watch it again. Your rating for the pilot of Exiles, the way that we do ratings, is on a five-star scale with one being... I hated this, two being I didn't like this, two and a half being I like parts of this, it was fine, three being I liked it, four being I loved it, and five being this was my one of my favorite TV show pilots of all time. <laughs> the, five doesn't, <laughs> the five doesn't really work, but we'll figure that out. <laughs> well, you would probably just do it as this is actually like one of my favorite TV shows in general of all time. Uh, which ones I like it? Three? Three. I think this is a solid three. Yeah. I think that... By the sounds of it, episode two would be a four because <laughs> it's got Seth Green. I did have a good time with it. It, it. I didn't lose interest, which could have happened. We have tried to watch 
the Exiles before, but you don't, you with your memory, you don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I think you might have even seen the second episode before. Oh, really? Um, a long time ago, like 10 years ago. Oh, right. I've got more into like mysteries and stuff since then. Yeah, I think that I would probably like this show. I think there's probably certain episodes that I would say that I love. I haven't seen them though, so I can't say. But yeah. in terms of the pilot, yeah, I think it's a solid three. It's also a show where lots of – there was a lot of creative freedom in the show. As the show became more popular, they were able to take a lot of more creative chances. So there are some like standout like one-off episodes. Way later in the show, they do an episode that's in an entire a single take. Okay, that's y- going to be fun. Yeah, or has big sections like entire acts that are one that are that are single single takes. Yeah, like that episode of Hill House. Kind of, yeah. It, it also became a kind of breeding ground for writers and directors. Yeah, those shows usually are because yeah. they kind of cycle through people. Well, not even and cycle people through. come through come in just to do like the one episode or whatever. Yeah, but also people kind of people came up in the show and then became as writers and then became directors and then went off to direct movies. Like Morgan and Wong who were a writing team that directed the Final Destination movie. Oh, right. And one of the other people that got to start on X-Files is Vince Gillian. Who's the, who's the creator of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Oh, right. And he started on X-Files. Cool. So there's a, there's a bunch of people that came up through X-Files that have gone on to do other things from that behind-the-scenes creator point of view, which also makes the show kind of interesting. Hmm. And, yeah, it does take chances. There are weird, they're real weird episodes. There's yeah. real fun episodes, real experimental types of episodes as the show goes on. Because also there's 24 episodes in the first season and there's yeah. 25 episodes in the second season. They used to happen. They used to happen. That is actually one of the problems with trying to rewatch a show like this now is there is so many, so many episodes. Yeah, there's a lot more wheel spinning because there's so many episodes and there's gonna and there's no option. Like they're always going to be 22 at least episodes yeah. in a series. So therefore the writers have to fill that much space. Yeah. And most stories don't need that much the, space. The benefit of – I think that one of the benefits X-Files has is that is that because it is mostly Monster of the Week – yeah. That they can split their story across. They, I think that sometimes there was only like four or five mythology stories in a season. Like the mythology takes a long time to grow. It's actually one of the reasons that so over time audiences did become a little frustrated with the show because there wasn't answers. Mm. And I think the mythology, it's one of those things where I think Chris Carter had an idea of where it was going to go but never really had all the road signs and then therefore – I don't know if it ever coalesces into something that is satis- that's satisfying <laughs> and not having seen the end of the show, I just don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Do you think you will now watch the end? I'm going to keep watching episodes. Yeah. I had a good time, so I'm probably going to keep watching watching episodes. My concern would be trying to, if you and I were going to watch episodes, how long it would take us <laughs> to yep. get through the run of the season, whereas I could probably push through a little harder and get and get through it. But I but I had a really good time. It was fun to, it was fun to revisit. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been meaning, it's one of those shows where I'm a completist and the fact that this is one of those few shows that I have not. Um, but not for the usual reason. Not for the you wish it wasn't over so I'm not going to watch the last episode of. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we do <laughs> we have done that a couple of times. But it's, no, it's not that. It's different. Anyway, that's the um, shortened TV corner version of the show. How are we going to end this? I don't know. Don't come back next week for a return to your regularly scheduled VHS trash cinema because we're going to be deep diving into Peter Jackson's Bad Taste.
But you haven't watched it. I haven't watched it yet, no. Oh god. Oh, you're in for a good time. Yeah, I've been I've been procrastinating watching it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, don't do that. Don't follow us on all social media. Don't like Weird Kid Video. You should definitely follow us at Weird Kid Video. Do all the things on the internet. Stay off the internet. Tease Brody about the fact that he didn't get to be on this episode. Ha ha. (laughs) And fuck you, Brody. I've seen enough, Mulder. Let's go. Yeah, okay. But somewhere out there, something is watching us. There are alien forces acting in ways we can't perceive. Are we alone in the universe? Impossible. When you consider the wonders that exist all around us, voodoo priests of Haiti, the Tibetan numerologists of Appalachia, the unsolved mysteries of unsolved mysteries, the truth is out there. Ah. No! Oh, who'd have thought a whale could be so heavy? She's at defense.